0: This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Yesterday, we reported that Senator Joe Manchin, a Democrat from West Virginia, introduced a bill to prevent foreign-made electric cars from getting U.S. tax subsidies. Today, that legislation looks like it's dead in the water. Senator Debbie Stabenow, a Democrat from Michigan, blocked the bill. And since Republicans are not going to come to the aid of a Democrat like Manchin, that effectively kills it. Senator Stabenow already announced she's not running for re-election, so she doesn't need to fear any retribution for going up against a powerful member of her own party. The EPA issued stricter emission regulations for heavy-duty trucks for the first time in two decades. As we reported before, The new rules go into effect in 2027 and are 80% stricter. They're expected to reduce NOx emissions by 45%. But now we're learning of a loophole. Bloomberg reports that the standards are relaxed in colder temperatures since pollution control systems don't work well in the cold. But they start relaxing the limits at only 77 degrees Fahrenheit or 25 degrees Celsius. Under 41 degrees Fahrenheit, the limits are scrapped altogether. The Truck and Engine Manufacturers Association successfully lobbied the EPA to include the loophole. It argued that the pollution controls would need more heat, which would use more fuel, which would boost greenhouse gas emissions. CARB and other environmental groups don't buy that argument and want the EPA to get rid of it. In California alone, CARB says the loophole will result in an extra ton of NOx pollution per day in 2037, which is the equivalent of adding an extra 780,000 vehicles to the road. Well, that didn't take long, just a day after Akio Toyota said he's stepping down as CEO of Toyota, a report out of Japan says the company is developing a clean sheet EV platform. Akio was outspoken about not wanting to shift to EVs too quickly which drew criticism from environmental groups. Toyota is currently using its ETNGA platform for EVs like the BZ4X, which is a modified version of its modular ICE platform. But now it looks like the company is changing course and will go with a clean sheet BEV platform. There aren't many details about the new architecture, but it's expected to debut in 2027 or 2028. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Sheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. One automotive supplier is turning automotive waste into something useful. Toyota Gosei, which makes automotive components, teamed up with shoemaker Asics to come out with a shoe made from scrap airbag material in steering wheel leather. It looks like a pretty average sporty shoe design to us that could appeal to a wide range of people. And one of the big benefits is that the materials are difficult to recycle and would probably otherwise just be thrown out. The shoes are on sale in Japan right now for 16,500 yen or about 127 bucks. And Toyota Gosei says it also used airbag material and steering wheel leather to make bags, pen cases, and other products. Mercedes is the first and only automaker to receive SAE Level 3 certification for its drive pilot system in the US. When active, it allows the driver to take their hands off the wheel and do other things. For example, apps can be opened in the infotainment screen that otherwise aren't available while driving. But there are some limitations. Its certification is currently only for the state of Nevada, and Drive Pilot will only work on certain sections of freeway at speeds up to 40 miles an hour. The system will also only be available on the S-Class and EQS to start with, and those won't be delivered until sometime in the second half of this year. But, Mercedes says, it filed the proper paperwork in California and hopes to get certification there sometime this year as well. Audi revealed the fourth and final of its sphere concepts, the Active Sphere. It rides on the group's new PPE platform, which will be used for large electric vehicles from Audi, Porsche, and Volkswagen. And this is a large vehicle. Think of this like an off road version of the Cadillac Celestic. The two EVs have roughly the same wheelbase and length. But the Audi is more SUV like than the Cadillac. Or Should we call this a truck? The back window can actually slide up, and when the tailgate folds down, it reveals a small truck bed, large enough to fit a pedal bike. One of the cool pieces of tech that we like is the active suspension system, which can raise the height by 40 millimeters or a little over an inch and a half. But because of its EV construction, it looks like the body lifts away from the lower section that houses the battery pack. And with the Active Sphere's introduction, we're also starting to get a better idea on PPE. It's an 800 volt architecture that can support all wheel drive. The Active Sphere features two electric motors, one in the front and one in the rear, that combine for 325 kilowatts or 435 horsepower, as well as a 100 kilowatt hour battery pack that's said to return up to 600 kilometers, or 372 miles of range. And it looks like luxury off-roading could be on Audi's agenda. The head of Audi design, Mark Licht, told Autocar it's working on a new electric 4x4. That should come as little surprise with the Sphere debut, but what is surprising is that he says this new electric EV 4x4 would ride on a platform from somewhere else in the VW group. So it speculates that Audi could get its own version of the Scout vehicles. That would make it prime to take on the Mercedes G-Wagon and Land Rover Defender. But it could be a while. Those Scout EVs aren't supposed to come out until 2026. So the Audis would have to come out after that. We want to know Next month, Stellantis is going to idle its plant in Belvedere, Illinois, because sales of the Jeep Cherokee have essentially collapsed. They fell 55% last year, with sales totaling only 40,000 units, which is not enough volume to keep that plant open. Analysts generally attributed the drop to an old design that hadn't been updated in years. But we think something else is going on here, and it's called the Bronco Sport. Ford is selling about 100,000 of them a year, and it sure looks like it bit a chunk out of Cherokee sales. And its bigger brother, the Bronco, looks like it's hurting the sales of the Wrangler, which fell 11% last year, while the Bronco surged 71%. Wrangler still has a commanding lead, with 181,000 sales to the Bronco's 117,000, but Jeep's glory days of meteoric sales growth might be over. Elon Musk says that Tesla's car insurance policy is forcing other insurance companies to offer better rates for Teslas. On the earnings call this week, Musk told analysts, quote, now the gigas of the world have to compete with Tesla and cannot charge outrageous insurance for Teslas. Offering its own insurance gave Tesla better insight how to design its cars to lower repair costs. Musk added, quote, it's remarkable how small changes in design of the bumper and improving the logistics of providing spare parts for collision repair have an enormous effect on the repair cost. Tesla earned $300 million in insurance premiums last year, and the business is growing 20% a quarter, which is faster growth than Tesla's car sales. Earlier this week, solar EV company Lightyear announced its suspending production of its 250,000 Euro Lightyear Zero model. And now we know why. The company says it's bankrupt. When it revealed plans to idle production of the Zero, it said it was shifting focus to its more affordable Lightyear Two. But as of now, it doesn't look like Lightyear will survive. And that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching. And I hope you have a great weekend. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.